everyone. This is Susan Brown, also known as Mrs. Samurai at Master Samurai Tech. And this is episode 29 of MST Radio. We're joined Hi. by the samurai himself, Scott Brown, and son of samurai, Sam Brown. How's it going? How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's having a great day. Good to be here talking with Team Samurai. Yes. Team out there. And we've got a topic today that we've been asked about off and on for years, and that is triage tools. And one of the reasons we decided to talk about this today is it connects with a video that Sam just put out called Errors, Emissions, and Dummy Directions and Service Manuals. And that connection might not be obvious, but, but we'll uh, lay it out clearly for you. Um, Sam, just quickly, tell us what your video is about. So in the video, I was just highlighting a couple of examples from uh, one from an LG, one from a Samsung service manual of uh, situations where you have technical literature that has errors in it. So just in, uh, information that's incorrect. Um, it has information omissions, information that's, that's just left out. Uh, and um, we also highlight what dummy directions are. That's uh, when they've got those supposedly helpful little flow charts and things in there, but often they're just riddled with bad information and and bad testing advice. They'll you know tell you to do ohms testing when there's much more reliable uh, dummy directions you can do. Yeah, dummy directions are what techs use when they can't read schematics. When they exactly. can't read like a real tech. When right. they don't know how to actually form a troubleshooting plan. Right, and right. so then that's, it's a crutch, like some of these triage tools can be crutches or in the hands of a, of a knowledgeable tech, they can really be time savers. So it just depends on where the tech's starting from. The tool will tend to amplify that. But sorry, Sam, go ahead. Didn't mean to preempt you. No, that was that was the summary of um, what my post was about. Um, for people who aren't familiar, do we want to uh, summarize what a triage tool is? Right. So, yeah. and, and let me just point out, this video is at your blog at Appliantology. So this is not one of the exclusive videos for members only. Anybody can come over and watch this. It's also on our YouTube channel, uh, YouTube slash Samurai Repairman. Um, you can watch it there. It's it's open to the public. So, okay. So triage tools are they they take the form of either tablets or database search programs that you can subscribe to. Um, some of them are based on people who have gathered data on parts use. Uh, there's even now AI is getting in on the scene. So since AI is the big hot new tool that we've got, and so like any tool, its usefulness kind of depends on the person using it. And that's how this connects with Sam's video is we realized, you know, the, a service manual is an indispensable tool in doing a repair, but it's not perfect. And so the person using it still needs to know what they're doing. Well, all of these triage tools, whether you're talking based on a parts database or AI or whatever, <clears throat> they're all doing a database lookup. It's just a matter of which data, how encompassing is that database and, and what kind of queries are they capable to do on, on that database? So, um, you know, chat GPT, general something technology. Uh, anyway, that's uh, whatever it stands for, but it's 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 made to be, it's sort of like a um, uh, different type of search engine for databases. So more sophisticated search engine for databases. It's essentially how it works. So there's nothing really intelligent about it. It's just a really clever algorithm. And so they all work kind of the same way. They depend on a database of either information, could be the manufacturer's information, service manuals, tech sheets, which if you got garbage in, garbage out. So that could be a problem. Or 
it's going to be based on fast moving parts on some of these other triage tools. So, but they're all using database queries. Right. So yeah. So not- if you've got a situation like in my blog post where there's bad information in the source material that's being fed to this triage tool, whether it's an AI or not, then you're going to get uh, faulty information fed out the other end to the technician. And the only way you're going to be able to recognize that that's bad information is if you have the technical know-how up here to be able to spot that. Well, okay. the, the, the analogy is like you in a refrigerator, you've got a computer that's running various loads in the refrigerator, monitoring temperatures and things. So let's say that the thermistor in one of the compartments is out of calibration, which is a common failure. And it's now lying about the temperature to the computer. The computer doesn't know. And so it's going to be taking that information. It doesn't know the thermistor is out of cal, has no way of knowing that. It's just going to be taking that information and then executing its software algorithm to control different loads in that refrigerator, run the compressor, run the evap fam, whatever, based on the information it's getting from that thermistor, among other inputs, to make these algorithmic decisions. If it's out of cal, it could be making bad decisions that are not <laughs> that are going to generate a service call, like the box is too cold, the box is too warm, that's it's not defrosting. Uh, various things like that. So it's an example of how garbage in, garbage out can work. And if you have documents, technical documents, where there are errors and omissions in them, AI doesn't know that. Only an experienced tech is able to pick that up and discern that. And Sam explains how that process works, which means that a lot of this tech, this information has to be between your ears, already residing between your ears, which is what we impart to you at Master Samurai Tech. So these AI tools do not replace these classical technical learning things that techs have been learning for 50, 100 years, whatever. Um, it, It can enhance it, though. It can be a powerful tool, just like a plantology is an information tool, just like your driver is an information tool, your meter is an information tool, or your, your driver not an information, but an actual hand tool. <clears throat> but your meter is an information tool. It's providing you information. Similarly, some of these other triage tools are just another information tool, but they're only as useful as, and as, as the skilled tech who's wielding them. Yeah, we don't want to give the impression that we're just totally poo-pooing these triage tools. We're just trying to put them in the proper context. Uh, they, they don't, you know, completely rela- uh, replace being able to troubleshoot, knowing how electricity and circuits work, being able to read a schematic. It's kind of like, just, su- sorry, Sam, go ahead. Yeah, they, 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 they supplement it. They, they do some legwork, some grunt work for you so you don't have to, for example, if we're talking about specifically an AI triage tool, uh, it's very, very good at quickly collating a bunch of information. It can go through its database that it's been fed. That would normally take you paging through a PDF on your iPad and go, okay, I got to bookmark this page or, oh, I should highlight that one. And that there's some, there's my disassembly procedures. Here's my schematic over on page 38, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's AI doing a bunch of- can do that for you. Yeah. It's doing a bunch of, of un, you know, unskilled labor. It's, yeah. it's just, just doing a bunch of grunt work, looking through these documents and pulling it up for you. It's doing then, your legwork. Yeah. And, and now so they'll also try to give you like, based on the information it pulled up, oh, here's how you should troubleshoot it. And sometimes that might be valid, sometimes not. And the only way you're going to be able to tell whether that the, the, the dummy directions, I guess, that the triage tool generates for you are valid is if you know how troubleshooting works. Right. And, and I strongly, again, recommend that people watch your video because you are showing real world example. These two just happen to be taken from Samsung and LG, but we're not picking on them. All the manufacturers have some sort of errors, omissions, or dummy directions going on in their, in, in their some or are most of their manuals. So 
Um, but and it takes a tech who who understands how circuits work, how the technology that they're working with, like motors, variable frequency drive systems, et cetera, how these things work. It takes a, a, a tech who possesses this knowledge residing between their ears to discern whether these uh, these instructions, even these specifications sometimes do they make sense? Is it does it cohere with reality as you show in that video? OK, well, let me see if I can summarize what we've said so far. So. Service manuals obviously are an indispensable information tool for doing a job. Uh, triage tools are, you know, basically an amped up version of that. They they can bring a lot of information to you a little more quickly uh, to help you with uh, preparing for a job and you know having some of the information you need and things like that. They can. So I could see that as being helpful, say some office staff, uh, CSR or something might be able to get in a little bit on being part of the preparation for jobs. Uh, an inexperienced tech who's, who's building that knowledge base that might, a triage tool could give them a little bit of a leg up, but they've got all the same weaknesses, which is there's no guarantee that the information's 100% correct. Uh, it might be throwing a lot of stuff at you that is not really relevant and is going to maybe create extra work or confusion on the part of a, an inexperienced tech. So the solution seems to be that, you know, like we started out saying, like any tool, its ultimate usefulness depends on the person using it. And so as powerful as these tools can be, it doesn't replace classical training. Uh, and you can think about it like um, the transition that you made when it comes to when it came, when it comes to troubleshooting uh, when the internet started to become more widely spread. Uh, it used to be uh, before the internet that you'd have to go out on the call and just hope that there was the tech sheet there, and you'd start doing your troubleshooting once you had the tech sheet in hand. There's no other option unless you were able to unless you had a copy of the tech sheet before that. Yeah. Those were cowboy service calls. That's what we used oh, to Oh, I remember we used to have a subscription where we'd get this huge packet each month from GE with all their <laughs> new manuals and things. And we had this all whole printed. shelf full of stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing is that, and these are all valid points. The other thing I want to uh, bring out too, is just from a tech's personal career standpoint, if, if your training um, it, it is all about relying on some type of triage tool, a parts database or an AI or whatever, um, that's pretty tenuous for job security. If I mean, if you're only good enough to follow instructions, suggestions, probabilities, orders uh, from a machine, basically, that's what we're talking about. Whether a database lookup is a is a mechanized lookup, um, then if that's if that's the extent of it, then for for your skill level, then what that means is you can be replaced by someone who offers just a little bit more to the business owner or to the customer who has higher skills, who has some insight into things. So it puts you in a tenuous position. It's not, <clears throat> in the short term, it may be a, a, a quick way to get, get into the job if you're a brand new tech. Do not rely on that though. You need to get off of that as quickly as you can because it's not a, a good uh, platform to build a long-term career on. Right. Yeah, we were discussing uh, this stuff with a, a colleague of ours who's a business consultant. And he was basically saying, if, if you're only good enough to follow the orders from a machine, you can easily be replaced by somebody who can do that and some, you know, uh, and figure out when the machine's giving you the wrong information or when the manual is um, 
and also who knows what the future is going to bring, you know, with changing trades and technology, uh, the kind of skills that you get, you know, with our type of training are going to be transferable and adaptable to whatever the future brings. Because you're suppose you, Yeah. Suppose you want to uh, go into commercial, uh, maybe commercial maintenance at a manufacturing facility. You're going to have the background to be able to do that, uh, both in uh, basic electrical understanding, which is the hardest skill to acquire, and then the understanding of the various types of technologies. And once you kind of get how technology works, it becomes easier to learn new technologies because you've already you're already in that mode and you right. kind of get it. Your mind has been tuned to uh, uh, taking in that kind of information. Um, so it's like, it's, you know, AI, AI uh, parts lookup, all these um, triage tools. It's kind of like our multimeter um, or, or, a, or a hand drill, hand driver. Uh, we use the tool in order to accomplish our, our jobs, but we don't let, we don't flip the table and then let the tools use us or be utterly at its mercy. Right. And so like Sam was pointing out, you know, with the advent of the internet and, and those tools, we're able to do a lot more pre-diagnosis. It helps us to streamline jobs, but the, the basic tech thought process is still the same. Right, well, and specifically it lets you do pre-diagnosis if you know how to troubleshoot. Sure. So it, it's an aid to a tech with, uh, with, with good training mm -hmm. uh, who, who really knows their stuff. Uh, not so much for a tech who's more of what we would call a parts changing monkey. Right. Yeah, and it's similar to um, <clears throat> a lot of the Bluetooth things that are out there. You know, GE, Bosch, they, they all have these Bluetooth things. Um, they're am amazingly expensive in some cases. You know, it's, there's an initial fee and then a, month, a significant monthly subscription fee for basically getting mostly getting the and with some additional bells and whistles, which may or may not be useful. It's debatable. If you can read a schematic I'm not, and, and, and you can get at least rudimentary uh, key dance entry into the diagnostic routine for the computer that you're working on uh, with between that the schematic strategic voltage and, and amp measurements you should be able to figure out what's going on look the, the appliances we work with are just not that complicated so you is the bluetooth stuff necessary i think it's it's more kind of a crutch for guys who uh really aren't facile with reading schematics and formulating troubleshooting strategies maybe i'm wrong maybe there's uh, one or two things that you can get out of it but the stuff I've seen, it's like I could have gotten that from reading the, the schematic and the specs and uh, putting a few things together. So and, and it's kind of in the same class of things. These are different ways that the manufacturers are coming up with to compensate for a lack of a, a large lack of skill in the, in the tech community today when it comes to troubleshooting, which is the big missing skill. It's MIA. All of these things, I think, are uh, uh, compensation mechanisms that they're trying to use to quickly add these techs, these skills to techs or compensate for them. Right. Because it's not going to add the skills to the techs. It's just yeah. going to compensate yeah. for their lack. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which can, it, you know, that'll fill in some of the gap, but it's not going to, but it's not going to fill in most or all of it. And it's not great for those techs because it means that they're, they're not easily replaceable. They can, they can just slot in a different tech who can use that same tool. Yep. Uh, there's nothing unique about them. Well, if you're a tech listening to this and you do not want to be one of those weaker techs and would like to strengthen your skills and fill in any knowledge gaps you have or just get started in the trade if you're just getting started, 
you as a thanks for listening to this episode, you can use the code organic tech. <laughs> That's just the word organic, O-R-G-A-N-I-C, then tech, T-E-C-H, all, all one word. All, all one word, yeah. To get 10% off any of our training courses. Uh, and I think that's it. We really appreciate you listening to this episode. If you have any comments about using triage tools or put them uh, in the comments below, if you're watching this on YouTube or, or at uh, Plantology, if you're watching it there, but let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And we will come back soon with a new episode. All right. Great. Till next time. See ya. Stay okay. sharp. Bye. Bye.